What's up guys, it is Hot Take without the Hot Take here, and yet another week, we are back with Junior Senior 2 Views, I'm here with Senior, say hello. Hello everybody! Now, before we get started, I want to I wanna quickly say what? something. Uh, um, I know we don't really talk about serious stuff on here, we just shoot the, shoot the shit about sport, but I'm going to be a bit serious for a bit, and I'm going to be putting my heart out there for um, the families and the victims that were affected in the recent shooting in Atlanta. We talk about American sport on this channel, so I felt like it was appropriate to mention that. And we're not going to be going into politics of what's happened at there, but it's a loss of life. It's a loss of human life regardless, and we put our hearts to the families and the victims affected by that. Yeah, we do. Anyway. Moving on. Let's get going. we got a lot to talk about today, folks. Ooh, the trade stoves have been burning in well, free before agency. Before we do that, we have another D involvement. This one involves Drew Brees. He is done. He's finished. We all knew it from the beginning. From the moment he looked at, at the Superdome when he was leaving, it was done. So I think that, you know, I would say that Saints fans were hoping for one more year. But it's no, over. It's not happening. Drew Brees retiring. Well, it, what's, his rotator cuff's not going to handle it. It well, wouldn't have handled it. I think there were some concerns this past season about his level of accuracy, his ability to throw down the field. He was a game manager. Look, I think that ultimately the decision was there. He's got a gig with NBC, so it's not like he's hurting for money. Let's make it very clear. He's set for life. First ballot Hall of Famer. You know... The, you know, lives in New Orleans, is New Orleans' favorite son, brought a Super Bowl. So, you know, those there'll be pundits out there who will say, well, you know. The well-you-know folks will be out there saying, well, you know. He's a legendary quarterback, but I think the Saints wasted him. They, well, won, they won a Super Bowl, but they, it was years upon years upon years of failure and underachieving before him. Before the Super Bowl and after, after it, right, it was yeah. years and years of Let's talk after about it. The, we'll talk about the pass interference that didn't happen in the NFC Championship game where that the Rams were called. Mm, that we'll would have that would have got them there if that would. It would have gotten call. them to the Super Bowl, but would have the Minnesota miracle, which which some you know would sunk them. But this season they had a chance to vanquish some of those demons and by Tom Brady. Once Tom again. Brady got in the way, but. I'm not sure if, even if, let's say, hypothetically speaking, that they won that game, they still had to go to Green Bay, and yeah. I think they would have lost it. Yeah, definitely. So, and that's the case with, you can make that case with the um, the pass interference game. You can make that, that case for the the Minnesota Miracle as well. Yeah. So, well... Well, the so, pass interference game was a championship. Well, well so even, if, even if they had gotten to the Super Bowl... Would have they won Lombardi? Against probably, Patriots, who knows? Probably not. So, I guess the question now leads to, who will be the signal caller? Well, we have... Well, apparently, I've been hearing rumors that the famous turnover chef, known as Jamin, Jameis Winston, <laughs> will be the starter. It is reported that, but <laughs> you know what? It's one thing to report it, it's another thing to see it happen. Well, the, the here's the thing. Do you blow it up? Do you start from the beginning when you lose your franchise quarterback? Because they now have a hundred million dollars. They're going to have to shed near enough a hundred million well, to stay compliant. Look, the thing is, they're already seven million over the cap. So let's start with that. Second of all, you don't. You still. You go. Look, I think if if, if it is a quarterback challenge or quarterback controversy between well, James, it's not. A, it's not a competition well, it's between Taysom Hill. Well, look, Taysom Hill. 
you know, was okay as a starter. His sample size is a sample size. But Jameis Winston, obviously, seventh year in the league, his second year with New Orleans, threw for 5,000 yards in his last year at Tampa Bay. However, and he, and threw he beca- 30 interceptions. And he became the first member of the 30 for 30 of course. club. All right. So, look, I think it'll be Jameis Winston. I think Jameis Winston could do well if he just stays out of trouble but the dude off is, the field. The, the, dude, the dude is a gunslinger, and he's going to throw a metric ton of turnovers. We'll see what happens. Let's move on. Moving on, we have got Cam. I am. I am he Cam. Ha- he has. Cam, I am. He has been re-signed. Four point <laughs> four point five million. Um, we'll get into the Patriots in a little bit. And what we'll else they've done? We'll look but, connected after this. But like, I guess it was the best option out there for them. They don't really have assets to trade for Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson. Look, I think it was a situation where the Patriots and whether or not they're able to get lucky and find a quarterback in the draft that falls down to their to their point, that's one thing. Um, I think they just figured out the fact that Jameis, I mean, sorry, I said Jameis, Cam was probably the best fit within the offense. Well, the, here's the thing, though. He's still got his athleticism, but like I said, his throwing is ruined. Oh, his throwing's not good. His I think, throwing's I think done. There's been concerns around the, the throwing, the length of, you know, down the field business. His throwing but is ruined. At this point, he is going in as the incumbent. There's nobody else to worry about. Uh, but who you are know, they going to have? Year. Stidham as the well, backup. Look, at this point, it's one more year. It's one more year, and then Patriots can figure it but out. But he's there. got weapons to deal with now, as they have gone absolutely ham in free agency and fixing the issues in their they team. they got a couple of things. they got Jonu Smith, so four years, $50 million, 31 guaranteed. They addressed the defense. They, they uh, got Matt Judon from the Raiders, four years, $56 million. They got a nose tackle that's going to help with that. Um, Devon Gajo for two years. And they got a quarterback. Jay, now the, about the quarterback, the corner, the cornerback. Yeah, does that does that raises the question? Will Stephon Gilmore be traded? Well, that's a good question. Well, I mean, again, it just comes down to a few other things. At this point, I think the message that, and this is Bill Belichick, who's never been known, and he is the guy who's you go to to sign the checks. Not Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft doesn't want anything to do with that. Robert Kraft listens to Bill Belichick. Yeah. So. This is the first time that he's ever done this, like really in a long time, even when Brady was there, open up the purse book and say, and, and it's a message, I think, to the AFC East. We're still here. We're still here. And we can challenge the Bills. And that's a, that's a message to both Miami and the Bills who are trending right. in the upwards direction. Of course. We're still here, and we're going to give Cam some, some help. So a, a tight end to start. They, but they, need, they, they need also got so they also got Aguilar, which Aguilar, good, he had a that. very very good bounce back year after a horrible horrible campaign in Philly where he was dropping everything in sight. Oh, now he, now he can catch him, and now he's making premium Philadelphia salt. Well, look, he he had that good season at Las Vegas, which helped him get get what he wants. So, look, I think they're giving Cam weapons. He's a say, good deep threat. What they well if Cam can get to him. So yeah. the question is. You know, is this enough? Probably for enough because I think Bill Belichick did not want to be sitting at home. Of and, course, and, and he doesn't. So it's he an embarrassment it. to the franchise. So look, I would say the Patriots have a better shot now than they had before. But yeah. the the main thing, main question I have is cohesion because a lot of those, a lot of that's new parts. Will it mesh together? They need to do it quickly if they're going to make the playoffs. 
but that's just that's just my thing. They're gonna have to mesh together a co- that core of new guys quickly, especially on the on on both sides of the ball, and an upset Stephon Gilmore if they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Which because you need you need all t- twenty four guys raring to go if you're gonna make the playoffs. Look, I think I look. I think that the key right now is the message is out there. New England saying we're not standing put. Next. We now have. we have the the Bears. Oh, the Bears! What? Do it again. All right, Ryan. we're back with the rant. We're back with the rant. What are you doing, <laughs> Nagy and Pace? You, <laughs> the McCaskies strike again with their penchant for just a mediocrity and caring only for the bottom line. You, you, first of all, you try and you think about Deshaun Watson, but the Texans aren't going to budge. You think you, about Russ, and that didn't work. And, and apparently, and no, you you there. swung for the fences with Russ. Yeah, and Seattle were like, nope. And you just throw your hands in the air and go and get Andy Dalton. Andy for $10 million on Dalton. one year. Andy Dalton. So, Andy Dalton, let's just make it very clear. Andy Dalton, I'm not sure, is the right guy for that team. But I don't get it. And then Mitchell Trubisky, on top of that, has left and gone to the Bills for one year. Ten, $10 million for one yeah, year. So, Mitchell Trubisky's moved on to the Bills I for know one that. Year. I know so, that. So... You have to wonder what Ryan Pace is thinking. What the hell? So, look, I think Ten, that, Hold on. Ten million for one year. Andy Dalton's a decent quarterback. But yeah. Ten million? But look, that's look, that's the asking price that quarterbacks get. And he is a, he's a former starting quarterback. Oh, good I don't know Christ. what that means for Andy Dalton. I don't think Andy Dalton's the answer. Just because they've had two straight eight and eight seasons does not mean that Pace and Nagy deserve to stay around one more year. McCaskies, you idiots. I think it's this. I'm not going to draw Nagy into this one. I will say the general manager is the one, at the end of the day, who makes the decisions. So look, this is the one thing that the Bears historically have never had. You go past Sid Luckman, and let's look at the list. We got nobody. We keep going up to Jim McMahon, probably your last real quarterback, and Jim McMahon had help because they won the Super Bowl that year. Let's look at the rest of the quarterbacks. They were bored by a defense. They've had Doug Flutie. They've had Mike Tomczak. They've had Jim Harbaugh. They've had Jim Miller. They've had, you know, Rick Myra. They've had all these quarterbacks. And Rex Grossman. And Rex, well, Rex Jay, And Jay Cutler. But hang on. Rex, who took him to the who took him to Super Bowl? Rex Grossman or Jay Cutler? Rex Grossman did. So yeah, that's saying something. So look, I think for the Bill, for the Bears, they're the ones who are going to be in deep trouble because now you have to figure out is Andy Dalton going to work in that system or not? And stay tuned. Let's I can't. I don't. I'm sorry, but I just don't understand what Ryan Pace is thinking. I genuinely don't. Like, oh my God, quarterback was your biggest need, and you. Oh my God. Let's How do you botch on. it that badly? It's simple. It's the Bears. Let's oh, move on. Jesus Christ. The next thing, next little free agent signing is AJ Green. Yeah. Signed with Arizona. A nice pick, you think? Nice uh, move. It's okay. It just seems like an excess good. Because, like, uh, Fitz is leaving. We know this. Fitz is done. Who's Fitz? Fitzgerald. He's yeah, done. Well, he's finished. He's and done. It needs to happen. And it's sad because he's a borderline generational talent. Yeah. But the, pro- the problem is for Atlanta- for Arizona is their defense. Like, you, they, can't, you can't just rely on... And, and they have two problems. Their defense. Let's address that first. They lost They're, Patrick Peterson. He went to the um, Vikings, by the way. They still... They have 
two guys on defense that can really do something. That Isaiah Simmons, who was newly drafted, who uh-huh. they can't play. He can't play eleven at once, and. Chandler Jones, yeah, who can't also do everything. But then you get J.J. Watt, which my J.J. Watt, J.J. Might, Watt help. might help. But like, are they gonna fit? Are they gonna patch holes in the draft? Do they? Do they? What? What? What's? What's their pick this year? Look, I think they might trade up. I think it's an okay move if A.J. Green can stay healthy. The last two or three seasons, he's been not playing much, so he's been riddled with injury. So yeah. if he's on the field with B. Hop. As a defense, now you got to figure it out. Who are you going to put? Who are you going to double team now? So that gives them another weapon. And Kyler Murray, we know he's lights out with the ball. You don't have to worry about him. Yeah, but that's so. also another issue: consistency for their team on both sides of the ball, drive to drive. They're inconsistent. Okay, there's there's inconsistent as my attempts at making brownies. Okay, so well, we'll see. We'll see. But what anyway, with, another problem for them is Cliff Kingsbury. Okay, he needs to be gone. He needs he he needs to get out. Like, this is what we saw at Texas Tech? What the hell? Let's see what he He does with this. He needs to go. Let's see what he does. I mean, they they didn't do that poorly last season, but they're also also in the NFC West. In the toughest division in football. All right, so a couple other notes. Fitzmagic uh, as a quarterback position again. He goes to the Washington football team. I mean, I like the move. Fitz is a a journeyman. But he's a great starter. He's he's a great placeholder. He's probably the best placeholder quarterback in the NFL. But and they're probably gonna have Taylor Heineke as a backup. Which, Who knows? Which, oh, which I like. I like having that. Mm-hmm. Um, then the Dolphins go and get who as their as their starter. I'm not sure. Who else they got? I'm, well, you gotta have Tua now starting. You have to yeah, they're gonna have Tua, but they they're gonna have a backup. But I, but I want to rant about my Giants real quick because we had a mixed bag in free agency. All right, we go and get Ta- Kyle Rudolph. Good pick for the nice for the pick. offense. Good pick. The night that'll that gives Daniel Jones another safety valve alongside Evan Ingram, who yeah. by the way had a terrible season yeah. as a Pro Bowler. Mm-hmm. Then we then we go and let um, one of our best defensive linemen go. Why? I like Dal- Dalvin Thompson. Why? Why we why we let him go? Pay him. Then we go and get. The giraffe that is Mike Glennon as our backup. You hope Danny. Oh, good low. Christ! If he gets injured, if if Danny gets injured, Mike Glennon's going to be starting. Mike Glennon. Oh, who knows? Well, at this point, you have to just call it what you see it. There's still quarterbacks Why do we there. get the giraffe? Why do we get the giraffe? Let's just look at it this way: if we can put the quarterback situation to rest for the moment, there's still a couple teams out there that you don't know what they're doing. Denver's one of them. San Francisco's another one. Let's wait and see, and let's move on to the next I thing. I just don't know why we wanted to Now, another it. thing that's being put out there lately, and you know, we switch gears <sighs> to basketball. One of the things that's been sort of bounced around and discussed is the issue around three-point shots. So, as a history lesson, folks, because I'm old enough to remember, mm-hmm. back in 1979, the three-point line was introduced into the NBA. Before then... Watching an NBA game was pretty much all inside. And the ABA had the three-point line. And the ABA had the three-point line. And then so after the merger, right. that's how it got that's adopted. How to, so I think now they're looking at, statistically speaking, that teams are taking a lot of three-point shots. I think statistically speaking for last year, it was the Utah Jazz took the most threes during per game on a per-game basis. 
There are those who out there are saying, well, the three-point line, you know, has killed the idea of anything else being basketball. What? There's some out there who like the three-point. What are your thoughts? I think it's a, the whole debate on the three-point shot is, a, is, like you say, a big cup of who cares. Like, really, the three-point the three pointer has been a, a fixture for well over 40 years now. Like, why... The, yes, I understand that teams are shooting more more three-pointers. That's because basketball's changing. Basketball has changed over the course of 40 years. Like, you've seen defense get become more and more obsolete as time has gone on. To be a depoy, and this is just base, to be a depoy, you just have to put up amazing rebounds, put up some nice block, blocking numbers, and bada-bing, bada-boom, depoy. Okay. Like... So, the, I, yeah, I, I suppose I agree with you. I guess, look, I don't think it changes much because I think you're right. It doesn't change nothing. Three words. It's evolution, baby. Yeah. So you have players who, back in the day, weren't necessarily skilled enough to shoot from that far. And you had three-point shooters. You know, particularly in the early 90s. You watch some of those games where you see guys like Craig Hodges of the Bulls come out. Or Dale Ellis from the Supersonics come out. He, they were known to come out there to take the three-point shot. It has evolved because players are now skilled enough to take that shot, big and small. Because there's a there there's an inherent benefit to it. If you're taking a lot of three-pointers, statistically speaking, a lot a lot of those are going to go in because you're taking more. It's a it's a Depends. it's the lowest percentage shot on the floor. Yes. But if you're taking more. Chances are, if you're a decent shooter from there, they're going to fall. Well, for two guys, we know the two guys out in the NBA right now who can make that shot and then some. Are Curry well, and Clay. Well, well, current Clay's injured, so I'm yeah. going to say right now Dame Lillard and Curry yeah. are the two guys who can shoot from half court. So the idea of moving the three-point line further away, I don't think will change the fact that players can shoot that far. I'm not a big. I don't have a big problem with. It. I think there's even been some talk around potentially limiting how many threes that teams that's, can take. Uh, come on. I think that's insane. I think the game has evolved, and it's like any other sport. It changes all the time. Whether or not they add more length to the three point line or add something else in there, who knows? I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's part it of the did, game. It doesn't it make sense to get rid of it. Like, why would you get rid of it? It's been a. It's been a fixture for four. For 40 years, 40 yeah. plus years. Yes. Yeah. So the other thing to talk about is the recent issue with Patrick Ewing and the MSG security. So recently, Patrick Ewing, who is now the head coach at Georgetown University, the Big East were playing at Madison Square Garden. He reported he was being accosted by security in the garden. And he had a press conference really saying, you know, I don't know how that's possible. I practically built this, you know, my, my number is hanging up in the rafters. So... Is this another James Dolan public public relations fiasco? As soon as as soon as you think things are going good for the Knicks, mm. there's another public fiasco. Mm. There's another PR nightmare. This is it. Dolan has never been good at PR. No. Never. No. Like this the same this is the same stuff that happened with Charles Oakley. Regardless who you want to blame for his Spike. his agenda, not even, Spike as well, not even a player. Nick but he has given so much money to that franchise. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like he has. he's a no, season ticket holder. The fact that like this this the 
amount of PR nightmares that this this organization has had over the past 20 years mm. has been like cataclysmic in nature. Mm. You had Isaiah Thomas with the, his sexual assault allegations, which uh, he still continues to deny. MSG became defendants in that lawsuit. Yeah. And and they ended up paying what 12 million in damages and he, Dolan decides to rehire him to manage the New York Liberty for a short time, the women's basketball team. Who knows? Look. Like, and then you have you have that whole debacle with how he banned a a kid for saying from MSG for yelling him in to say say sell the team. Yeah, yeah. And then he wrote a letter to a fan saying who was saying he sucks and urged him yeah, to sell yeah, the team, yeah. calling him an alcoholic and a malcontent. Yeah. Look, like, I think I think look. I guess because of COVID being what COVID is, and a whole bunch of other factors, I'm gonna say it's not. It may not entirely be James Dolan here because I think this, the obviously the security that was working there should know who Patrick Ewing is. Anybody on the street who sees this guy can know that that's Patrick Ewing. So I will say that it's a night. It's a, not a good look for the Knicks. I think the Knicks have never been about good looks. Well, right never. now at this point, you know. So far, how are you going to treat? The season were to end today, we make the playoffs. So I'm focusing on the Knicks. On but the how? Uh, how are you going to treat one of your best, one of your best players in franchise history? Yeah. like that. Well, switching gears, we're talking about basketball still. If the look, I think who's on track now. The big question is, what do you think? More likely to make the playoffs, the Knicks or the Warriors? Because right now. They're both sitting at eight seeds in their respective divisions. Who do you think has a better chance of getting in? The Knicks have more depth. I think that they're probably going to make it. The Knicks have a lot more depth right now than the Warriors. The Warriors were built to win championships immediately and are still built to win championships immediately. That's And as such, they got a little bit of depth to help them, but most of that's gone. Mm -hmm. Now... They're going to have to rely on young guys to come through. Mm-hmm. Wiseman isn't ready yet. No. Draymond's getting old. Clay's injured. Curry can't carry the load. And the rest of them are just guys from either the G League or off the waivers. Mm-hmm. Or Paschal, who's... Dis- Pascal. who's who, or Pascal, who's imitating Casper the Ghost this season. Mm-hmm. So, what do you rely on there? Curry can't carry the load. No. He's having an MVP caliber season, but yeah. he can't carry the load. I will agree. I will say the Knicks, just because it's the East versus the West, I think the Warriors have more teams out there who can come from behind and catch them, where I think the Knicks are in a better position to probably move up a couple of notches before the end of the season. I'll say the Knicks. Probably due, probably due to the And I think they'll make a move before the deadline to get something. Somebody yeah, it would it would make sense for them, but what are they what were they gonna have to trade? What who were they gonna trade? Gonna free agents who on the who wire. are they going to trade for? And uh, what are they gonna have to? I don't trade? think they're gonna trade anything. I think they just wait in the free agent wire to see who's out there. Al Horford's still out there. There's a few other guys out Why there. Why would they get Al Horford? A the man's presence. thirty. He's thirty four, and he has a terrible contract. Yeah, a good season with the with the with the Thunder. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, but he's he's got a terrible contract, oh, well. and he's. He's approaching his mid thirties. Oh. He's in his mid thirties. He's going to be approaching I'm his old late thirties. He's not old yet. Yeah, but he's but he's in basketball terms. That's old, right. and he has a terrible contract. Next, 
Joel Embiid, he's got a big leg injury. Big deal or no deal? Uh, hyperextension. I saw that video. If anybody's seen yeah. that video, that didn't look right. That looked wrong. The hyperextension, um, be thank for Philly fans, be thankful it isn't a season ender. Because if he's gone, so are your championship hopes. No but I think it does raise another, uh, it'll inherently raise another question about Embiid's durability. Yeah, well, he because started off he's, his career with well, a broken foot. So well, there are things. There were rumors that he that he might even he might have retired from basketball before he'd even played an NBA game. So he's had durability concerns his entire career, and I think this will probably add to it. So big deal or no deal? Um, it's probably somewhere in the middle for me. Okay, depending how long he's out it, for. It, he's out for two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. So be thankful it isn't a season under once again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. It's a small deal in the case of basketball. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal in the case of Embiid's um, M- longevity, longevity okay. and questions about his durability. Okay. Look, I, I think it's... I, I agree with you. Somewhere in the middle. I think it's not a big deal depending on how long he's out for. But it's, I think, a bigger deal if he doesn't come back 100%. So I think that the, he's if probably, the Sixers, you keep him out for as long as possible. Because yeah. right now, this is not important. Where you're sitting in the division's not, not important. And Ben Simmons is having a great season. Tobias Harris is carrying the yeah, load. But, and you know what? If you don't have both of them on the field court, you have no chance. So yeah. without Simmons or without Embiid or without one or the other, it's finished. So you hope that he gets better and you hope that he can remain healthy once he gets back on the field. Hopefully that's the case. Anyways, that's our show for this I week. I think we've done enough. Yep, we. I think you should listen. So if you're out there, tell your friends. Because we're going to be coming every week, we've, as always. We've had a lot of topics to talk about. Um, NFL free agency, um, we mainly focus on the Patriots. Hopefully next mm-hmm. week we'll be talking about some of the other deals. Mm-hmm. The win- Next week we'll do winners and losers. Yes. And I'll probably cry about my about the Giants signing Mike Glennon some more. Oh, well. But anyway, that's our, that's our show for this week. Thanks for listening. And stay updated, and we'll be coming at you next week. Take it easy. See ya.